Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. This is Picks and Parlays. We're broadcasting live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where you can find us every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific. My name's Allie Burns. You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter, at Plus Money Honey. And you can find Picks and Parlays just about anywhere you're at on the web. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, of course, YouTube, and the mothership, picksandparlays.net. That's where we keep 35 of the best handicappers with all the information that you need to make some money at sports betting. I've got a jam-packed show for you today. Tons of free picks for Wednesday, March the 11th. We're going to start with some English Premier League soccer with Al Ninos. We're going to move on to college hoops with Damian Sosh. Finish things off with NBA Hump Day with Craig Trapp himself. I'd like to wish everybody a happy March the 11th. It is National Funer Funeral Directors and Morticians Recognition Day. It's a little bit morbid, but when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because a lot of the teams that we're talking about, well, their playoff hopes, their tournament dreams are headed straight to the morgue. So let me tell you about this little promo code we've got going so you can stay away from betting on those exact teams. Uh, good news, our March Madness package is now available at picksandparlays.net. Only $219.99. It's going to get you every single pick from whichever handicapper you choose all the way through the March Madness tournament, all the way through to the national championship game. And since we're all about value here, add that promo code BALLER and save yourself 15% on that $220 package. Not to mention all the money you're going to make when those picks come in and cash for you, right? All right, guys, we're going to be right back with Al Ninos and the EPL soccer picks right after this break. Hey, guys, and welcome back. It's time to talk some soccer, and I don't mean the crummy American kind. I mean the good kind from over there across the pond, all right? There's a lot going on in the EPL right now. Some of those teams are playing Champions League. Some of them are not. Al Ninos is here to tell us everything we need to know. Al, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm rocking and rolling. All right, so let's get things started. We've only got 10 minutes or so to get through five games. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, so we're going to start off with number eight, Tottenham. They're hosting number five, Man United. Tottenham's coming off a 1-1 loss at Burnley. They've got a lot of injuries on that squad. They lost the four games before that draw. They were just eliminated from the Champions League in a 3-0 loss to Leipzig. Man U, on the other hand, they're coming off a 2-0 win against number two ranked Man City, have four wins a draw in their last five. I'm showing Tottenham plus 225, Man U plus 125, or the draw at 240. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think uh, Man U's looked a lot better lately. Uh, Bruno Fernandes really been great for them and really carried this team. Uh, Tottenham, on the other hand, still missing two of their best players, uh, Kane and Son, and uh, really struggled without them. Uh, they didn't look good at all in the Champions League matchup with uh, Leipzig, losing 1-0 at home, then uh, following that up with 3-0 loss in Germany. And uh, well, uh, back in England now. And, uh, yeah, Manchester United pulling off that big upset against uh, City, and uh, I think they carry that momentum over into this one and uh, 
I think they get the win here, and I'm taking them at uh, plus 136 on the money line. All right. Take Man U. They have gotten so much better. They were yucky at the beginning of the season. Okay, we're going to go to West Ham and the Wolverhampton Wanderers. West Ham is 16 in the EPL, coming off a 1-0 loss at Arsenal. They've got three losses, a draw in the win in their last five. Now, Wolverhampton has won the last three meetings against West Ham. They're coming off a 0-0 loss to Brighton. They've got three wins, a loss, and a draw, and they're about to play a very good Olympia Olympiacos team on Thursday before they see West Ham. So I'm worried or wondering, will that uh, deplete them? I'm showing West Ham plus 195, Wolves 145, and the draw at 235. Uh, yeah, again, I think uh, we're getting uh, some nice value on the money line here. Um, I think well, we'll, the Wolves are just the better team, and uh, they should job done on the road here. Um, they, they're coming off that disappointing draw against Brighton, but, um, but yeah, as I said, I think they'll get the job done here. Uh, I'd be more concerned if they were in the Champions League playing on Tuesday or Wednesday, but, uh, getting that extra day or two's rest of playing on Thursday, I think they should be just fine in this matchup. And, uh, yeah, I like the Wolves here at uh, plus, so I see them at plus 146. All right. Al says, take the Wolves. They're going to handle West Ham. All right, so let's move on. We'll do Brighton and Arsenal. Now, Arsenal has been hot, and Brighton is most definitely not. They're going to be hosting the game. They've got one loss and four draws in their last five games. They drew with Wolverhampton, nil-nil. This team is in trouble. They're 15th in the Premier League, not looking great. But Arsenal, on the other hand, four wins and a loss in their last five, number nine in the league. Um, they've had two wins in a row. The last one was 1-0 to West Ham. I'm showing Brighton plus 205, Arsenal plus 130, and the draw at 240. What do we do here? Uh, again, this, I think, is uh, a kind of mismatch. I mean, uh, yeah, Arsenal's coming off a pretty embarrassing 2-1 to loss to Olympiacos. I'm a Panathinaikos fan myself, but a uh, shout-out to them. Uh, uh, but yeah, they've been good in the Premier League though since Aubameyang uh, got back. Uh, they're coming off three straight wins there in the Premier League, and they did lose Torreira. He's out for eight to ten weeks with a fractured ankle, so that's a pretty big loss for them. But uh, in this matchup, although Brighton's been all right, they've they've got a lot of draws, I guess, but they're still winless in their la- last nine games. Uh, this is. Pretty tempting to take the draw here as we have two of the top three teams in the league when it comes to that. Uh, Arsenal with 13 draws, Brighton with 11 of them. But again, I think Arsenal is a slightly better team here and should get the job done, uh, especially now being uh, knocked out of the Champions League. They just got to give this uh, all they got. So I'm sorry if the uh, Europa League. Uh, And so I'm taking Arsenal here to win at plus 138. Make sure you shop around. Yeah, I see a little more... uh, value there at plus 138 all right okay another free epl pick from al ninos let's do bournemouth and crystal palace bournemouth number 18 host crystal palace number 11 uh bournemouth lost to liverpool at liverpool two to one they've got a win three losses and a draw in their last five crystal palace on the other hand has three wins in a row the last one was one nil uh versus watford that was their 10th win over Watford, as a matter of fact. I'm showing Bournemouth at plus 130, Crystal Palace plus 210, and the draw at plus 225. 
Yeah, again, this one is, I think, well, Burnmouth is fighting for their uh, Premier League lives. You know, they're uh, sitting at the bottom of the table. They're uh, fighting for that, uh, not to get relegated. And, um, well, I think they have a pretty good chance to make it out of that relegation. Uh, I think they'll have a bit of trouble in this spot. The Crystal Palace is just a better team and obviously much better form, as you said, uh, on their three-game winning streak here. I think they get a, they're get they in a good spot to extend that streak. And uh, we're getting a lot of plus money on them at the, on the money line. So I'm taking a shot with uh, Palace. At, I see them at plus 217. All right. Some good value, it really is. Okay, so yeah, our the much hotter team, it sure is. Yeah, yeah, I was a little surprised by that once I kind of looked it all over. I guess Bournemouth at home, you got that going for you, but still, yeah, <laughs> they've been good at home, but uh, but yeah, really bad form lately. I said those three losses in the last five, it's just yeah, not looking great lately. So, I don't yeah. know if uh, home field will help them that much here, right. Okay, so last one. This is a Monday game. Everton is going to host Liverpool. Liverpool's number one in the land. Everton is number 12. Uh, they just lost 4-0 at Chelsea. They've got two losses, two wins, and a draw in the last five. Uh, Liverpool, two wins, three losses in their last five. But they, did, they are coming off a 2-1 win to Bournemouth. We were talking about that. Uh, they're playing... Atletico on Wednesday in the Champion Leagues, and then they head over to Everton on Monday. Do you think that'll have anything to do with how they're feeling during the game? Everton's at plus 360. Uh, Liverpool's at minus 135, and the draw is at plus 295. It's going to be tricky. What do you think? Yeah, they're already behind. Uh, they lost their first leg, the first leg of their Champions League uh, match, uh, the 1-0, so they're really going to have to focus on that. But that being said, they're the much better team in this matchup, and uh, we're getting, this is a really short, I mean, we're laying some juice, but it's really not that much juice considering, like, the team we're getting, uh, they only have two losses this year in the Premier League. And, uh, well, I just... I just uh, don't see uh, Everton keeping this one. I mean, I, at least we're not laying goals with Liverpool, which usually we have to do to get any value out of them. Right. So, uh, yeah, guess what I'm trying to say here is I'm taking Liverpool on the money line at right. minus 128. Ooh, you got a better number than I saw. I got a buck 35. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely got to shop around for those uh, juicy money lines. So don't want to lay too much when you don't have to. Love a juicy money line, must say. All right, we got about a minute left. Why don't you tell, I heard that you won Next Top Capper last spring 2019. Why don't you tell everyone about specials you got going on at picksandparlays.net? Uh, right now we got the uh, we got some uh, college basketball pass. They'll take you all the way through the championship game. That one is uh, 219, I believe. So that's a great deal if you're into college basketball. I got the 30-day pass, and uh, that's all my picks, all the sports. I've uh, been getting a lot of NBA picks out daily lately and uh, a couple of NHL picks. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I got the baseball season starting up soon, so that's pretty much what got me here and uh, looking forward to, to a good season there. And, yeah, uh, got a little bit of extra time. So I didn't go for this one at first, but I did find a decent money line on it lately. So a bonus extra Premier League pick, I'd go at Chelsea at minus 140 on the money line against Aston Villa. I think uh, that's that should be a pretty easy win for Chelsea there. 
All right, bonus pick. Al Nino says take Chelsea. All right, guys, we're going to be right back with Damian Sash and his college basketball picks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, and welcome back. The time is here. Champs Week is going on right now. There are tons of killer games, and you need to be on the right side of them. Don't worry, I got your back. I got Damian Sash here. He's going to tell you everything you need to know about four huge matchups on Wednesday, March 11. Damian, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Rocking and rolling as per usual. All right, we got some like major matchups going on right now. ACC tournament is like guns are blazing. I saw North Carolina was whomping all over Virginia Tech. Um, what do you think about tournaments so far? I think it's great. It's a great time of year, a lot of action, and now it's time for a lot of the smaller school tournaments underway. Now it's time for the uh, the bigger conferences here to get themselves underway. Yep, indeed. Okay, well, we're going to start with my favorite conference, the ACC. Um, we've got Miami and Clemson as our first game we're going to talk about. So give me a free pick for Miami-Clemson. Miami is 15-15. and 15. They've won two of their last five, coming off that overtime win uh, versus Syracuse, 69-55. to 55. They're 4-8 and eight on the road. They're headed to Clemson, also 15-15 and 15 on the season. They've lost two in a row. Um, last one was to Georgia Tech, 65 to 62, and they are three and eight on the road. Clemson is a two and a half point favorite, and the total's at 131 and a half. Where, where do we go with this one? Yeah, looking into this game, neither of these two teams really impressed um, in the final weeks of the regular season. Uh, Miami, they're averaging 71 points per game, which is pretty good, uh, but they give up 73 points per game. That ranks mm -hmm. them 14th. Uh, out of the 15 AC, out of the uh, 15 ACC teams, Clemson averaging 66 points per game. Not as much as Miami, but one thing Clemson can do is they can defend you. Uh, they only give up 64 points per game. That's good enough for third in the ACC. Now Miami beat Clemson earlier uh, this season. They're only meeting. That was way back on December 31st. That was a five-point overtime win by the Hurricanes. But since that game, Miami's only won six more times. They've lost 12. So there's six and 12 since that win. And in those 12 losses, they've lost by an average of 15 points. So they're not only losing, they're getting crushed. Yeah. Um, to make matters worse, <laughs> to make matters worse, Miami is dealing with an injury to their leading store, scorer, Chris Likes. Likes averages 15 points per game. He got hurt in the Virginia game. Uh, he missed Miami's next game against Syracuse. And he's expected to be out for this upcoming game against Clemson. Uh, he had 27 in that Miami win against Clemson earlier earlier this year. Without him in this game, it's going to be really difficult for Miami. That's a lot of points for, to uh, replace, a lot of production. So I'm siding with the Clemson in this one, laying that short number in the in the uh, first round here. All right, Clemson minus two and a half is the play. Totally agree. Clemson's one of those teams that finds a way, is what I've kind of figured about them. They just yeah. find a way to make it happen. Um, Okay, so keeping it with the ACC, give me another free college basketball pick. This one, Boston College and Notre Dame. Boston College is 13 and 18 for the season. They've lost five in a row. The last one was to a very, very good FSU team, uh, 80 to 62. And on the road, they're about four, not about, they are four and eight. That's official. The 
picks are in. Uh, Notre Dame is 19-12 and 12 for the season. This team, the Domers, have really impressed me this season. I'm not typically a Domer fan, but it's hard to deny that they've been kicking some butt. They've won three of their last five. Last one was against Virginia Tech, 64-56. to 56. Uh, As a road team, they're 4-7, and seven, but I'm showing them as a nine-point favorite, and the total's at 140-and-a-half. What's your pick? Yeah, you know, um, these teams, they split during the regular season, um, each winning by one point on each other's home court. Uh, but Boston College, as you alluded to, they're just simply not a very good basketball team right now. Yeah. And at just 13, 13 and 18 on the season, as we mentioned, they're, they're dealing with some injury concerns right now. Three of their top five scorers, Jared Hamilton, Jarius Hamilton, and Nick Popovich, uh, they missed their last two games. Um, that was a 13-point home loss to Syracuse and then the 18-point loss on the road. Their status is questionable um, for this first-round match or f- for this matchup here with Notre Dame. Right. Uh, Notre Dame does have one of the better offenses here in the ACC. Four players averaging double figures for the Irish. Uh, they don't turn the ball over much. Uh, best in the conference and only nine per game. Um, you know, with those players out for Boston College, they're really going to lack a low post presence, and that's going to be difficult for them to defend John Mooney. Uh, since Notre Dame joined the ACC, um, they actually have – they joined in 2013-2014. Uh, Only Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia have more wins in the ACC tournament than Notre Dame, which is kind of surprising. Wow, now, yeah. I like the – yeah, you wouldn't think of that. Um, no. But I do – I like the Irish to win this game. Um, but I think the best play here is the under nine and a half, 10 points is still a lot with Boston college with those injuries, those guys maybe not going, I don't look for them to push the pace. I think they're going to try and slow things down as much as possible, limit possessions. And I like the under 141 in this basketball game. All right. Damian Sash says, take the under 141 in that ACC matchup. All right. Now we're going to shift gears. We're going to move over to the big 12. So, we're going to talk some Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Iowa State, the Cyclones, thought they might be good. They had Tyrese Halliburton. He's out for the rest of the season. He's not going to play in the, in the uh, tournament. I think it was a wrist injury that he has suffered. They've had three losses in a row. The last one was at Kansas State, 79-63. to 63. And on the road, they are a goose egg and an 11. 0 and 11. Um, okay, State, 17 and 14. I really like this Cowboys team. They're really exciting to watch. They've got three wins in a row. They just won at Texas, 81 to 59. On the road, they're five and seven. I'm showing them as a six-point favorite, and the total's at 142 and a half. Do I ride with my Cowboys? Yeah, you know, uh, looking into this game, um, these teams each, they split the season series, each winning it uh, at home. Um, Oklahoma State, they're playing pretty well right now. Started one and eight in conference, but they've won seven of the last 10 conference games and they've won three in a row. Uh, not to say it can be said for Iowa State, as we mentioned. They're just 12 and 19 in the season uh, and they have major concerns at point guard. As we mentioned, Halliburton out uh, with the injury projected lottery pick. His backup, uh, Rasir Bolton, is in concussion protocol. Con- concussion protocol. It's not sure, not sure if he's going to play and his backup. Uh, Prentice Nixon badly sprained his ankle on Saturday against Kansas State. So you're looking at the fourth, possibly fifth option at point guard. That's a lot to overcome. And I got to go with Oklahoma State in this game. They're playing better. Those injuries at point guard. I'm riding with the Cowboys here at minus six. 
That's why we have to talk to you about things. I knew about the first two point guards. I did not know about the second two point guards. And now we're going <laughs> to be playing. The fifth point guard is probably like a small forward or something. Like he's probably not even. It a could be guard. me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me know if they call you. I'll totally watch. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last one, we're going to go into the SEC. Um, I usually say that SEC, and it doesn't come out clear. So the SEC will do Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Uh, the Commodores are 11 and 20. They've got two wins in a row. Last one was against a South Carolina team that I really like. Uh, 83 to 74, they beat them in their own court. On the road, they're only 1 and 9, however, and that's where they're going to find Arkansas. Arkansas is 19 and 12. You know, I'm in the Mountain West. I know Eric Musselman. I mean, not personally. We don't, like, have dinner or anything. But, um, you know, I've followed his career through Reno. And when he left and went to Arkansas, I've been watching them all season. They're a real tough team. They've won three of their last five. Um, a little stronger in the beginning than they are right now. Coming off a loss at Texas A&M, 77-69. On the road, they are 4-8. and eight, And I'm showing them as an 8.5-point favorite. 148 and a half is the total. It seems kind of high, but is it really? Uh, well, looking into this game, um, Arkansas, they beat Vandy earlier this year, 75 to 55. Uh, the Razorbacks leading scorer in the conference is Mason Jones. He's averaging about 22 points per game, and he's probably licking his chops, as the Razorbacks are as a whole, because they average nearly 76 per game, because um, they're going against Vanderbilt, who has his second to last uh second to last rating in defensive efficiency here in the SEC. They allow almost 75 points per game. Um, Vandy, suddenly though, as you mentioned, they won two games in a row and the offensive co has come to life for Vanderbilt. They put up 87 and 83 points in those wins over Alabama and South Carolina. Um, Arkansas, their team, they really don't try and lock you down defensively. They like to get up and down the court. They like to run. And when I mentioned, when I said they don't lock you down defensively, their last three games, they gave up 99, 90, and 77 points. So Arkansas liking to run. Vanderbilt finally, you know, suddenly finding their offense. I like this game to go over the posted total. That's what I was thinking, too. It seems high, but it's probably high for a reason because both of these teams can score when they want to. Definitely. All right, we've got a minute or so left. Do you have anything special going on at picksandparlays.net? Anything we need to know about? Uh, well, definitely, as um, Al had mentioned earlier, we got the uh, March Madness Pass, two nineteen ninety nine. Uh, it's a great deal. Don't wait until the big dance starts, because uh, if yeah. you get it right now, you get all the college basketball plays. Still, you know, tons of tournament games left to be played. And then you still have the NIT, all those other tournaments out there. So it's definitely a great deal. You know, check out the leaderboards and pick yourself up a pass. Use that the promo code, save yourself some money. Yeah, promo code BALLER and save yourself 15%. Yeah, it's a really, really good deal. It, you know, we only talk about the the big primetime games and the big conference games, but, you know, teams like Hofstra or Vermont or there's some really good Long, uh, Long Beach State. I like, you know, there's some really good teams out there that the average better might not know about. And that's a lot of times where you find the most value because the odds makers aren't paying as close of attention to those matchups as they are, say, the ACC or the Big Ten or Big 12. Am I right? Yeah, definitely, because, you know, you don't think you always think of the major schools. They're the ones that are always on TV, on the major network. These smaller schools, there's a lot of value that can be fine. It's, it's tough when there's so much out there. You can definitely find some value in some of those lines. And there's a ton of competition in those uh, conferences, too, because they only get one bid. So you got to win it all if you want to go play. Well, if you want to go dance, we should say. <laughs> Right. It makes them for exciting games. That's definitely for sure. <laughs> it really does. 
All right, Damian, it's a pleasure as always. I'll catch you next week. You guys check him out at picksandparlays.net. He's always in the top five every time I look on the site. We'll be right back with Craig Trapp and the NBA Hump Day Picks for Wednesday. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Don't forget to check us out every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter because we're constantly posting free picks, little videos, little quickies that you can use if you're on the go or just don't have enough time to handicap a game. It's super easy. Just subscribe. They'll pop up in your little inbox and bam, you can start making some money with the best of them. All right, so we're moving on to Craig Trapp. Craig, are you there? You want to talk some NBA with me? Yeah, excited. Uh, I, I wish we had all the available lines to us as we can do our normal NBA rapid fire for hump day Wednesday, but instead we'll just look at the two games we have lines for for tonight. And But I like these. And uh, this time of year, I think when people start paying attention to the March Madness games, sometimes the NBA can be uh, – uh, value can be found there because – People are overlooking them all of a sudden. Usually it's the opposite, but this time of year is the time I think you can actually find some value in the NBA games. That makes a lot of sense because everyone's attention is kind of diverted and you just think you remember how NBA teams are doing, but really a lot can change in a short amount of time. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to start with New Orleans Pelicans and the Sacramento Kings. Pelican, this is kind of like a Duke on Duke matchup for me because all the players on both of these teams come from Duke. So Pelicans are 28 and 36. They've won two in a row. They're coming off a win versus Minnesota, 120 to 107. On the road, they've got a record of 15 and 17, so not horribly bad. Sac Kings are also 28 and 36. They have won seven of their last 10 games. They are coming off a loss to Toronto, 118 to 113. They've got a home record of 25-7, and seven, though. I'm seeing a ton of line movement on this game, though, so I wonder what's going on. You've got to tell me. New Orleans opened at minus three. Now they're at minus one and a half, and the total's at 235 and a half. What's that line doing? Well, home dogs in the NBA, you know, uh, gets a lot of sharp money, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing that's what people saw in this one. Plus, like you said, the Kings have been really good at home yep. against the Pelicans team that, you know, yes, they've won – Two last two and covered the last three, but before that, on a little losing streak, and it looked like maybe Pelicans maybe a little overrated, um, at least for odds makers and and for betters as far as the early line movement. So I think that's what you saw in the early line movement. Also, the total, I was actually a little surprised this total didn't come out higher because the Pelicans games have been absolutely soaring over. Uh, I mean, they have scored over 120 in like four of the last five games. And I just don't see them not doing it again tonight. You know, uh, Zion and, and, and Ball, that combination has been super special, Mally. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm, I'm glad he came out. Ball's fun to watch. They're just, they're just a really fun team to watch all together. They're all young and ready to prove that they're awesome. And they well, will it, be awesome good someday. See, <laughs> it's good to finally see one of your Duke players actually turn out to be Why what we expected like when they come out. Why I got to well, be I'm like just that, saying, huh? The Kings, Bagley, if. Uh, I'm guessing Kings fans would are like, man, why couldn't we get the Duke guy that comes out and, and is a superstar uh, <laughs> like Jason Tatum or what looks like it's going to be Zion. Uh, but I do think if you look at this game, you have to lean towards the Pelicans. I just think they have a lot of motive. Obviously, both teams have the same record. They're both fighting for that eighth playoff spot with several other teams that are in you know, a game or two one way or the other. I just think the Pelicans, since Zion came back, the air around him and the excitement 
is special. And I think they win the third straight game here. I just think the Pelicans are the – they just score 120 to 130 points a game. And that puts a lot of pressure on teams that don't score the ball easily. And the Kings team is not a team that scores the ball easily. I mean, last time they only scored 97 points against Brooklyn. Um, so, I mean, that's not going to be even close to enough tonight. I also think the over is a solid play in this one as the Pelicans do allow, uh, you know, they, they allow their fair share of points too. That's what I was going to ask you. Do we play the over? And my next question is, do we parlay them or just leave these at straight bets and go along our merry way? I probably would uh, would not parlay them. Um, I just think the Pelicans at minus one and a half is, is a steal. Even at the three original line, um, I like New Orleans at three. Um, I did see that sharp money come in right away. Kind of uh, surprising, I thought, because the Kings just played so poorly. Although that's sometimes, uh, you know, some, some of our um, – handicappers and sharp bettors, their favorite play is to play against a team after they come off one of their worst performances. And that uh, Kings loss to the Brooklyn last time out was one of their worst performances. So I guess that would maybe be an angle for, for sharp bettors. But for me, I just take the Pelicans here minus one and a half. I also would, like I say, a smaller bet, maybe half that size, I would put on the over uh, 235 as well. All right. Only half a unit on the over. All right. I like yeah. that angle, too, but I use it for college basketball. Like when Duke got blown out and then they played Virginia Tech next. I, I yep. mean, I would have laid 100 points there. Same with Baylor coming off that loss at was it Kansas. Yep. I mean, yeah, good angle if it works for you. All right. So and now without further ado, our bum fight of the night. Uh, we're going to talk about the Knicks and the Hawks. All right. So the Knicks are 20 and 44. They have won three of their last five. They've also won three of their last ten. So there's that. Um, last one was against Detroit, 96 to 84. They're cruising into Atlanta. The Hawks are 20 and 46, five and five in their last ten, coming off a double overtime win versus Charlotte, 143 and 138. I think it's safe to say that the over cashed in that game. Um, Atlanta, I'm showing them as a home favorite, minus four and a half, and the total is at 230. Where do we go with this one? Well, the Knicks are uh, playing on Tuesday night, uh, losing uh, or have lost at the, the Wizards. And I think that's that's uh, why you're getting the five points here, because Atlanta hasn't been very deserving as to be a favorite. Uh, yeah, they, depending on where you line last time out, they might have pushed or, or won. I saw some four and a halfs. I saw some fives out there. They won in overtime, uh, double overtime, I believe it was, uh, five, but you had to get a lot of help to get that cover. They never, or even a push, they never had that um, even close the whole fourth quarter or any of the overtime. So I just think this Atlanta Hawks team is just don't play defense. Um, you know, Trey Young has had a very nice season, but he's one of those players that kind of like Steph Curry did maybe early in his career. Uh, he's more explosive, I actually think, than Steph Curry was early in his career. You have to figure out where, hey, you don't have to stop people, but you just have to slow them down. He's not even slowing people down. I mean, people just attack him and score at will. Uh, I think the Knicks have a shot at winning this outright, even at a back-to-back -back spot. I'm going to take the Knicks here at plus five. I just think the Hawks, you know, I, I just don't believe in them. And that that's, as a better, I mean, it, it's a lot of feel as a handicapper at, at this point of the year um, in the NBA is, is a lot of how you feel about a team. And this Atlanta Hawks team, I've actually watched three of their last four games. And like I said, they should not have covered or even pushed last time out. And if that would have lost, that would have been four in a row. But either way, they're 0-3-1 or 0-4 uh, against spread in their last four. At least the Knicks have shown some fight with a nice win 
uh, against Detroit, and they actually played pretty well last night in the loss in Washington and against a high-scoring Washington team as well. Well, all right then. Yeah, the, I don't even, like, remember that the Hawks are a team. Like, if you say Hawks to me, I think Dominique Wilkins and, like, when I was 10 Absolutely. or something. Well, he, he's on the uh, – I think he's on the radio or the TV broadcast. I, I watched or listened not too long ago, and I, and I heard him, and I was like, this guy should be out there playing. It's just like when I was watching uh, the – the Charlotte game against Atlanta the other night, Del Curry, of course, and then you hear him and it's like, of course, that people think of his son, but I actually think of him when he was playing and knocking down all those threes with, uh, uh, you know, Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues. And, uh, I love so, I mean, Muggsy Bogues. He was like my fave. And Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, I just I just saw the other day that the stat that Muggsy Bogues in a season actually had uh, more rebounds in one season than uh, Boban had in any season he's had so far. And Boban, of course, is like seven foot six or something so uh Muggsy Bogues was was a beast on the court if uh you young ones haven't watched him you might want to YouTube him <laughs> and he's in Space Jam which I watch at least once a month with my kid my kid can't believe that Sean go. Bradley is seven foot six number 76 and played for the 76ers it blows his little mind that and we also awesome. played for Dallas Dallas too yeah. uh but, but yeah. that didn't I think go he played for more than a few thing. Teams. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was a journeyman than, in his latter years. Yeah, Muggsy Bo, or uh, uh, Monique, Monique Ball was the same way, where it seems like yeah. he was on a different team every year there for the last four or five years of their career. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so now we're going to move to two games that we don't exactly have lines on, but we're going to go, it'll loot, and you're going to magically project them for us because you're really super good at that. So I'm going to start right. with the Nuggets and Dallas. Um, this is like the Jokic Donkic Luca matchup. Uh, they yeah. they played before. Um, Denver is kind of doing that one win one loss thing. They're five and five in their last ten. I hate the one win one loss thing. I don't know where you stand, but they are coming off a win against the Bucks. Bucks at um, Denver was at home for that one. They won at one hundred nine to ninety five. It was convincing on the road. They're eighteen and thirteen, so that's a positive record. They're cruising into Dallas. Uh, Dallas is playing Tuesday. They're 39 and 26 for the season. They've won three of their last five. Uh, before the Tuesday game, their last was a loss at the Pacers. It's that controversial game we were talking about yesterday. Luca got all bloodied up in the face and uh, was pretty angry at the referees. They've got a home record of 18 and 15. What do you think the line is going to be on this? Well, Dallas is playing in San Antonio on Monday. Now they. They come home. I expect them to be probably a, a one-point favorite in this one uh, against a rested Denver team. So a tough spot against a Denver team that's kind of needing these wins. If you look the way Denver, yes, they beat the Bucks, but the Bucks, guess what? They started their second unit um, because, um, of course, Middleton even played a, a reserve role because they just figured, hey, if we're not going to be playing the Greek freak, um, and I forget somebody else was out. Uh, Bledsoe, I think, was out. Let's just play our second unit that's used to playing together. And so they got a second unit effort. I mean, Milwaukee gave it their best, but you know, I mean, when you don't play your best players the most minutes, you're probably going to lose, especially uh, against a pretty good and deep Denver team. Right. Denver's going to be ready for this one, and I think you have to give Denver the nod against a Mavs team that they've been just so banged up. I mean, it yeah. seems like either Porzingis or Luca sits out almost every other game, it seems like, or they're at least banged up and questionable. And now they're in a back-to-back -back after, you know, even though San Antonio is not um, one of the best teams in the league, 
they put up a good fight every night, and that's a big rivalry-type game. So you come off of that game. Now you have to face a rested Nuggets team. I'm going to play the Nuggets here. Um, like I said, I expect it to be about a, a, a one-point underdog, um, but maybe even, you know, maybe the line swings the other way. Either way, I think the Nuggets win by five or six in this one and get a, a much-needed win on the road here for a Denver team that has kind of, like you said, been just a middling-type team since the All-Star break. Yeah. Yeah, I love that play. Um, Jokic is just incredible. I totally made a blunder yesterday on the show. I said, isn't Luca from Washington, D.C. to Bookie Buster Brown? <laughs> thinking Luca Garza, okay? Like, I got my Lucas yeah. confused. Sometimes Not that the happens. same guy. <laughs> yeah, not the same Not guy. Not yet, but he could come out and be a big deal like the other Luca. Um, no, right. I, I love this play. Dallas has been playing really hard and on the road and all kinds of business. So, yeah, why not take that rested Denver team? Um, with a better record for that match or for that re- uh, match bleh, bleh, for that matter. All right, we've got a minute to go. Do you want to do the last Utah OKC, or do you want to tell us about some picks on picksandparlays.net or some? Special- well, I'll give you a free play on this one. I think OKC is going to be a. We don't have the exact line. I think OKC will probably be a one or two point favorite in this one against a Utah team that I'm very disappointed in. I thought they would play. You know, to, yes, Toronto is a feisty team, but they were in a back to back traveling to the altitude of. Uh, of Utah and Utah let let me down and let betters down. I think Oklahoma City, they've been maybe the best story in basketball. Maybe the best story in basketball. I think uh, Chris Paul should be up for MVP talk. I mean, to carry this team the way he has, I like Oklahoma City as a small favorite. What I expect him to be a small favorite on Wednesday night. And, of course, get my best bet. I've had a best bet in college basketball uh, uh, tournament action. So make sure you get that over at picksandparlays.net and use that promo code March all uh, day on what Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. All right. Well, there you have it. Use the promo code March. Save yourself the money, some money at checkout. All right, Craig. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You'll be in studio, and you guys sit tight. I'm going to be right back and recap everything we talked about today. Hey guys, welcome back. We had an awesome show today, as we usually do. Uh, in case you missed any of those free picks that we sent to you. No worries. Grab a pen and paper. I'm going to recap them all right now. All right, so we started off with Al Ninos and his EPL soccer picks. Brighton versus Arsenal. Take Arsenal plus the 138. Tottenham at Man U. Actually, Man U at Tottenham. Take Manchester United plus 136. Liverpool at Everton. Take Liverpool minus 128. Bournemouth and Crystal Palace. Take Crystal Palace plus 217 on the road. West Ham at Wolverhampton, take the Wolves, plus 146. Then we moved on to Damian Sasha's college basketball picks. In the ACC, Miami versus Clemson, take Clemson, minus the three points. Boston College and Notre Dame, take the under 141. Vanderbilt versus Arkansas, take the over 147 and a half. And that Big 12 matchup, Iowa State and Oklahoma State, lay the six points with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We finish things up with Craig Trapp and his NBA picks. Knicks at the Hawks, take the Hawks plus the five points. Pelicans at the Kings, take the Pelicans minus a point and a half. All right, guys, that just about wraps us up for today. Don't forget about the specials that we've got going on at picksandparlays.net. 220 bucks. Pick any capper you want, and you get 
every single one of his picks through the month of March until the national championship. That's the little teams, that's the big teams, that's the NIT, that's the national championship game. You can make a lot of money at this time of the year, and it's a great time to really build up that bankroll. While you're there, use the promo code BALLER and save yourself 15%. I'm Allie Burns with Picks and Parlays. Bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.